This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. This is the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast with Andy Hill, session number one. Kids and Money Podcast, where we help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. If you're new to marriage and you're new to kids and you want to win with money, you're in the right place. My name's Andy Hill, and I'll be your host today. Six years ago, when my wife Nicole and I got married, we knew little to nothing about money. We knew how to earn it. We knew how to spend it. We just didn't know how to keep it and make it work for us. Through some hard work, a lot of research, and loads of trial and error, mostly on my part, We are now debt-free and on our way to living the lives we've always wanted. This show is going to be dedicated to helping you achieve your best life. Through beneficial daily habits, learning from the experts, and making smart decisions with our families in mind, we're going to learn together, we're going to grow together, and we're going to reach financial freedom. Are you ready? I'm ready. show, we have an excellent guest for you, Scott Allen Turner, the financial rock star. Scott is a successful entrepreneur, a self-made millionaire, and the host of the Financial Rockstar podcast, where he helps people get out of debt, save more money, and retire rich. This man is the epitome of family-focused financial success. He and his wife, Katie, became debt-free, including the house, at age 35. They have twin toddlers in the house. Scott loves being an early retiree, so he has the freedom to spend time with those little ones on his terms, not the bosses. Scott just released a new book called 99-Minute Millionaire. This book has everything you need to know about getting started with investing so you can free yourself from worry, stress, and have financial freedom like he does. I plowed through this book on a Labor Day family trip to northern Michigan with my wife and kids. I would highly recommend you pick it up. It was a quick read and had everything you need to know about investing for your retirement in a simple and easy, digestible way. In the first 72 hours, this book already had over 7,000 downloads. It is now an Amazon bestseller, so pick it up while it's hot. Without any further delay, let's get into the conversation with the financial rock star himself, Mr. Scott Alan Turner. Hey, Andy, how are you? I'm good. How you doing, man? Trying to figure out how to answer Skype. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's the technology just kind of holds us back a little bit with these things. Well, you figured out enough to create a good-looking picture of yourself right in the center of my screen, so you've, you've done well enough so far. I got that far. There you go. Exactly. Hey, man, well, thanks for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. Sure thing. For me, listening to the show and uh, you know reading reading your new book, it sounds like you have a big motivation with just helping people win or helping to teach people. So, where did that come from for you? Part of it was just me sitting around. Once we sold our company, I was trying to think, you know, what do I want to do the rest of my life? We initially had thought because Katie and I were in the business together. Well, I'll take a couple years off and we'll just kind of do what we want to do, take a break because we'd been working. I work insane hours up until that point, 80 hours a week. And then she's helping me as well. And I thought, well, you know, we could go out and build this other business and 
do some software stuff, which is kind of my background. But you know, well, what am I going to get out of that? I've, we're financially set. Is more money going to make a difference in our lives? Like, no. I mean, our needs are met. We're kind of in a good place. What would be the point? And from there, I was like, well, I want to do something that's going to be impactful. What can I do that's going to make a difference and help people with their finances? And looking back on the past that I've gone through, all the things, you know, the student loan debt I've had, which people are experiencing now, the credit card mistakes I've had, which a lot of people have that issue, buying way too much cars, too much house, all those mistakes. And saying, you know, if I can get somebody to avoid that and get them to the point where they're living the life that I get to live now and accelerate from where they are to get to where I get to experience what I do, you know, seeing my family every day, taking the kids to school. If, you know, we want to do something with the kids in the middle of the day, hey, yeah, we'll just go do it. And that's the type of life I would try and get people to, to get towards. That's great, man. That's that's a great background. And, and you started to hit a little bit on, and I know you've mentioned this in your show, Moron Scott. Yes, uh, Moron. So, <laughs> so I had some Moron Andy moments in my life, too, where I'd like to use my home equity line of credit as my personal ATM machine, and that helped me to get everything that I want in life. So what, what moments did you have earlier on in your life in the Moron Scott days that uh, sort of uh, maybe flipped you over the edge to, to go the right path? The big, I'd say the biggest turning point is kind of like a, everything hitting all at once. I was in a corporate job. I was single, doing very well. A coworker comes to me someday, one day, and she says, hey, you know what? Uh, me and my husband are buying a house. And I'm like, oh, that's neat. And I thought, wait a minute. I hired you, <laughs> or I interviewed you. I make more money than you. Therefore, I should be able to afford a house, too, if you're getting one. The bank gave me way too much credit. They said, no, you can afford a really big house, which is, and then my boss piled onto that and said, you could buy as much house as you possibly can. That was the uh, logic back then. You know, get as much house as the bank will let you. Get as much house as you possibly can because real estate always goes up. It's a great idea. And I kind of did that. I didn't max it out. But then I had the house. I had the big car payment. I was single. I write the check to close and wipe out my bank account for the most part, go out and get some furniture on one of those no, no, no plans, you know, no money down, no interest. And I got to looking around. I was like, this isn't good. <laughs> I, got, I got a mortgage payment coming up soon and there's no money in this account. <laughs> Things could go downhill pretty quickly from here. And I ended up realizing that I sold my car, paid cash for a clunker. I call it cash for clunkers, really cheap truck and started learning about personal finance having an emergency fund in case something went wrong, getting started investing. And really, that was the turning point of learning about money for improving my life and improving my sanity, which is much more important. Very important. Absolutely. So when, when you were making that transition and educating yourself to go down that right path, were there any books that you were reading or inspirational folks that really helped you along the path you were headed? It came from a billboard in my daily commute. I lived in Atlanta. There was a guy on the radio. He's still on the radio today. His name is Clark Howard. He's called America's Cheapskate, I think is his tagline, because <laughs> he's so cheap. He wears like $2 shirts and $2 shorts, $2 suits and everything. But I started listening to his show every afternoon on the radio and learning this stuff and applying it to my own life. The first year after implementing some of the stuff that I had learned from him, I had saved 
thousand dollars in just my regular daily expenses and stuff that's going on, like utility bills and where to shop and here's how to get your insurance stuff I'd never heard before. Uh, I hadn't read any of these personal finance books. A lot of them weren't around. I mean, this was about the year 2000. Mm -hmm. So information was not as readily available as it is today with all the blogs, the books, the seminars and all that. And that really started me down the path to fixing all my money woes, we'll say. Excellent. Yeah. No, and uh, I, similar, similar story to me. I, I, I've, I've been reading and have caught a lot of, uh, these, these, these types of folks to help on the path. Some of what's different with your show, it seems like you've crafted a design to it, uh, that allows people to save money and then also plan really well for their investments. As you were listening to Clark Howard or other people along the way, did you have some trial and error where you were trying some advice that they said and that it just kind of didn't work out for you or really wasn't what it was, I guess, prescribed to be? The One of the other big mistakes I made is when I got started investing early on, I didn't get the advice from Clark Howard, but it was from reading some books from, um, I hate to pick on these guys, but it's the, Mot- the Motley Fool. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I bought some of their books and some other books by, I think a guy's name is Andrew Tobias, picking stocks, buying individual stocks online through places like E-Trade. And I got into that whole thing where I was day trading, thought I knew what I was doing, I'm picking awesome companies like Yahoo and companies I knew nothing about. Started going down that path, and then the dot-com bubble blew up, and I lost just about everything. I mean, I had some of my portfolio lost 90% of the investments that I'd bought. Stocks, stuff I should never have been involved in at all. And after losing all that money, I lost $40,000 of my hard-earned money. Then I started learning about index funds, passive index investing. I call it boring boring investing. You Mm -hmm. just pick up philosophy that works and then you just stick with it you keep adding money to it over time and it grows <laughs> it compounds it makes money you know it's it's brainless you don't have to think about it you just get started automate it and go and that's kind of the premise of what i help people try to understand it's like no you don't have to. it's not complex you just get started get a basic understanding of it and you do it forever until you need the money to pull it out of retirement and it, it just works. It's easy. Yeah, that's that's a big part of the premise of your of your new book, right? Ninety nine minute millionaire, focused on helping people get started with investing for retirement that might not know all the details, and helps them to avoid some of those pitfalls you're talking about, just going on E Trade and picking some hot stocks. Um, so, sounds like investing was one of those major turning points for you in your you know your development of becoming the rock star financial guy that you are. So how, how did you decide for this specific book that you that you just released, 99 Minute Millionaire, how did you decide investing was the right topic to choose as opposed to any other, other areas you teach on? The two most common questions I get from listeners are, how do I get out of debt? And number two is, how do I get started investing? People get confused on that. So those are really my two choices. And I wanted to do the how do I get out of debt book, which someday I probably will. But for me, the easiest one to do was how do I get started in investing? Because it was really just a lot of head knowledge I had already. All I had to do is put it on paper. And the premise behind it was I talk a lot about it on the show, but and then I own I don't know how many books on investing. As I started going through them, I'm like, these the these all have the exact same problem. It's like you get to page two and what oh, you gotta buy stocks and 
You've got to get into mutual funds and the stock market. Hmm. And for the average person, they don't know what a stock is. And back then, I didn't know what a stock is. They don't know what the stock market is or a mutual fund. So to start dousing somebody with that information on page two, I was like, no, we got to step back. We had to get to, you know, why? Why do you need to invest? And then we'll take you to, all right, we'll get you to an investor in the book. Yeah, not only did you step back and make it simple, you took everybody's favorite thing, food, and you brought it to life as well. So <laughs> this is the buffet and the shopping cart methodology. Actually, uh, as I went through the book, uh, not only did I learn a lot more, but I became very hungry. So <laughs> But no, so uh, I read through the book. Uh, I just went on a family trip over this weekend, and it was one of those nine-hour drives where uh, my wife, Nicole, and I sort of split duty driving, and um, you know the kids are sleeping, so we get up at four in the morning and try to make the trek before they wake up and sure. are bored to the gills and ask for everything, uh, including <laughs> candy and more video games. Um, but as it was my turn to take a break, um, I was plowing through this book. I think you called it 99 minute millionaire because it was almost for that exact situation. Hey, this is a lot of information, but I want to try to give it to you in an easily digestible format that won't take you 10 years to read it. Is that, is that the impetus of the name? It is. I started out with, with the goal. I said, here's what I want to accomplish. I want to teach somebody in a short amount of time how they can master the money, master investing, understand it all. And I set initially down, all right, I want to do this in 90 minutes. Is that even possible? And it really depends on someone's reading speed. Some people read a little bit slower. Some people read a little bit faster. But then we ended up on 99-minute millionaire. And it does. It's, it's simple. It's, all right, you don't know anything about investing to, okay, at the very end of the book, you're an investor and you've learned every mistake that you need that people make and how to avoid them. Everything you need to know to almost guarantee that you're going to end up rich at the end of your journey, depending on how young you start, where you start and all the stuff that goes in between. That's important. It's, it's beginner. It's investing one-on-one. That was one of the things I set out to do. I didn't want to fire hose everything, every possible thing you could talk about with investments, but here's the beginning stuff. It's going to get you exactly where you need to be. And if you want to learn more, I give you some resources at the end, other books that I've not written, but other people that uh, have written them that are good to go check out. Yeah, and, and personally, so I'm I'm in my mid 30s. I've got some young kids. I really enjoyed this book based on where I am in my life. Who do, who do you think this book is meant for? Is it somebody in their early 20s getting started? Is it somebody like me? Well, what do you think? The interesting thing is the people who listen to the podcast they range from age 17 and 77 <laughs> is is the is the current record holder of the oldest listener I've got. And no matter where you are in that spectrum, at some point, you need to learn this stuff. So when I started out writing it, it was like, well, it's applicable to somebody who's in college. But for somebody who's a late bloomer in their 40s and their 50s, they've never saved anything yet, which is half the country. It's applicable to them, too. Excellent. No, I, I, I completely agree. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing coast fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, 
and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello and use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Um, one, of the, one of the pieces you put in there, you included a letter from someone. It's probably maybe somebody more on the older demographic that you're talking about um, that uh, was upset about some sneaky investment fees. And the, the letter said, in short, I'm not happy. I feel stupid. Please share this message so others do not make the same mistake. Can you talk about the importance of avoiding these sneaky investment fees and how to not fall in that trap? That was a big eye opener for me too in the book. Yeah, when here's the thing when it comes to investing. If there's nothing to talk about on the nightly news or in the magazines and newspapers on the websites, those companies don't make money. They don't make money in advertising fees. They don't make money in eyeballs or whatever. So they've got to hype it up every day. It's like the market's up and the market's down and they're trying to sell this stuff, sell, sell, sell all these different advertisements and all these different products. And they make it out way more complex than it needs to be. And that costs the consumer, you and I, money if we don't know what we're doing. It used to cost me a ton of money in just bad investment decisions. And when you learn the the boring way to invest and you cut out that stuff, and you realize, okay, there's the the Walmart over here selling investments where it's cheap. And then you've got the, the Whole Foods type of investments over here, Whole Paycheck, <laughs> where it costs you a ton of money. When you can learn the difference between the two and why the Walmart is better, whether you shop there or not, and how that can save you money and over the long haul, it makes you more money because the more you save, that money compounds year after year after year, and it can add up to tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars over your working lifetime. And in the investing world, I call those fees. There's hidden fees involved with investments, and then there's flat-out fees that they tell you what they are, but the higher they are, the more it costs you over time. 
Yeah, and and as I was reading through it, you you had mentioned a tool called I think it was called FeeX or um, maybe, yes. I, maybe FeeX. I went on that website. Thank you very much, by the way, and checked out both between my my Roth IRA and my four hundred one k where these things are sneaking in, and then definitely some options to look at that might be uh, might be even in the same family of funds to consider to save you tens of thousands of dollars over the lifetime of your investment. So they they can really make a big impact um, on your retirement in the bottom line. So really appreciate you adding that in there. Um, sounds like overall, you know, I'm trying to get into index funds a little bit. You mentioned that quite a bit in your book. It sounds like you, just a handful of Nobel laureates and some, you know, a gaggle of billionaires like Warren Buffett all think index funds are <laughs> a great way to invest. Uh, can you speak about the benefits of those and how maybe that's a great way for people to get started? Sure. Index funds, they try to mirror a, let's call it a segment of the market. The stock market we define as the largest, roughly the largest 500 companies in the United States. And the S&P 500 is the name we give to that. And you can go out and buy what's called an index fund, which is just a little tiny sliver of all those 500 companies. And that'll give you ownership in 500 companies. So it's real easy to get involved in these index funds. They're called passively managed, meaning they don't, someone has not paid millions and millions you know, tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars to manage them. They're just set up at the beginning of the year. They kind of do their thing, run by computers. And so those savings are passed along to the people that invest them in the form of uh, low costs, low expenses. And this can be the difference between uh, an expense ratio of like 0.1% versus, you know, upwards of 5% if you're working with a with a broker. Is that right? Yes, I was actually working on an answer to a question yesterday. Somebody was with one of the, the, the uh, big full-service brokerage firms, and they were paying 1.2% for their investments compared to something like a Vanguard where you might pay 0.05%. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets kind of technical, but when you compound that over a period of 10, 20, 30 years, that little bit of money, it adds up to a ton of money. I mean, it's, it's a car or a house at the end of your retirement lifetime that somebody else is getting in their retirement, but not you. So I show people how to avoid that. Absolutely. So, so if I'm a complete beginner uh, starting off, uh, obviously this, this book, 99 Minute Millionaire, is a great way to start. But while we're talking today, how do I get started? What action should I take? I mean, we talk about action. Like, what can I do today to make, to make a difference? The simplest thing to do and kind of depends on how much money someone has. If someone has, you know, I've got 50 bucks in my pocket and I want to get started. I would say go to a company called Betterment. It's B-E-T-T-E-R-M-E-N-T, betterment.com. And you can get started. They have these nice Apple-like wizards that walk you through very pretty interfaces. And you can fill in your personal information, send them the money. And you say, you don't pick specific investments. You say, here's what I'm trying to accomplish. You pick a goal like, all right, I'm saving for my retirement. I'm saving for a house or something else. And here's my risk tolerance. So you're not actually picking investments. Send them the 50 bucks. You get started. It takes 10 minutes and it's easy to do. If you got, I'd say like $1,000 or more, Vanguard is my favorite choice. They're like the low cost. They're like the Walmart of the investment world. And for them, you just call them up and say, hey, I got $1,000. Same type of thing. You know, what are you trying to do? Are you saving for your retirement? How, what's your risk tolerance? Do you worry about losing money a lot? And they'll, they'll help you out on the phone and walk you through the process. But again, 10 minutes and you can be an investor. Excellent. 
And that's and that's stuff we can do today. I mean, that's that's very simple. If you have, um, you know, like you said, not even fifty dollars. This this is something that can this is something that can be actionable today to make a big difference in someone's retirement. Yes, absolutely. Great. Well, so you're a blogger, a podcaster. You're a rock star in person and uh, and financially. Uh, a burger chef, which I've heard a lot about you talking about on your uh, your podcast and on your website. Uh, a husband, a father, and now you're an author. So what's so what's next for you, man? <laughs> I'm trying to get into speaking. I've got a speaking gig coming up at, in a couple weeks at the financial conference. So that's going to be the kickoff of my speaking career. I'm looking forward to doing that. Maybe hitting the road and doing events. Excellent. That's great. So is that is that financial conference the FinCon one we were talking about together? Yeah, FinCon Expo 2016 is coming up in San Diego. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, so where can people follow you, learn about you if they're not going to go to FinCon? Where, where can, where can we learn more about the financial rockstar way of life? Sure. My website is scottallenturner.com, A-L-A-N. And the easiest way is just type in getfr.com. We'll bring you to my show on the website, getfr.com. Excellent. If somebody wants to grab 99 minute millionaire, is Amazon the best route or should we go to that website? Yeah, Amazon's the best route. It's 99mmbook.com. We'll bring you straight to Amazon. I think it does. I better double check that. <laughs> yeah, cool. You can do a landing page or directly to the Amazon. But yeah, you can get the book there, 99mmbook.com. Excellent. Well, I really enjoyed going through it. Uh, I'm not as fast of a reader as you are, I think. It took me maybe twice as long as 99 minutes, but I enjoyed it a lot. I was able to um, buzz through it through a plane ride and uh, a, a car ride up up north with my wife. So I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you today, man. Thank you so much for t- spending the time. And honestly, I just want to thank you for doing honest, helpful, great work that just helps your fellow man. And I know that's what you're going for. Uh, you're a solid person and I'm really happy to chat with you today, man. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Andy. Good chatting with you as well. Absolutely. And, and best of luck at FinCon and hope we can stay in touch and talk soon, man. Absolutely. Wow. What an excellent conversation with a really inspiring guy. I've been a fan of his show for quite a while. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Scott as much as I did talking to him. Thanks again, Scott, for joining. If you missed some of the resources or links mentioned in today's show, I've got you covered. I've included all the financial goodies that Scott mentioned in the show notes at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session one. If you like what you heard today and you want to hear more, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and follow me on Twitter at Andy Hill MKM. That's A-N-D-Y-H-I-L-L-M-K-M. I really appreciate any feedback you guys have. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Theodore Roosevelt. The only man who never makes mistakes is the man who never does anything. So let's all take that and make a step in the right direction today. I really appreciate you listening and growing with me. Carpe diem, everyone. 